Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. episodes I just put it over turp <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. Uh, this week, Easter, at least for a certain sex of Christianity, Happy Easter, uh, we are going to take a break from Mashed, the, the RPG, because uh, we're recording this a week earlier, so it's Palm Sunday, and both Gloria and I are sick. So Hello. So you might hear some sniffling. <coughs> And some coughing. Thank you. That was actually timely. <laughs> um, so we didn't want to infect everyone else. So we're taking a week off from the role-playing game where we would be sitting right next to people who are currently healthy, uh, including Tom. And, you are. and Tom at least kind of interacts with a lot of people. and <laughs> We didn't want to ruin his week. So um, we're taking a break. We're going to pick that up. Uh, you'll hear it the week after Easter. Hopefully, um, but uh, yeah, happy Easter, and we're going to review uh, season nine, episode three, cementing relationships, and season nine, episode four, Father <coughs> Father's Day. Um, two very memorable episodes. I think we both agree on that. Memorable. I like cement um, relationships, but yeah. I'm not a fan of Father's Day. Yeah, like these are, these don't crack my like top twenty. No. But. But memorable. Like I'll always remember the cement month. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, like I mentioned to you, just to preface this week's uh, episode, uh, reading through Mashed through the RPG, it has a really great history of the Korean War and actually where they are in the war because this would be probably 1952 where this season is occurring um, the MASH units would have been getting more permanent structures they would have been getting like aluminum sided buildings they could have gotten cement floored you said they're not moving as much no the, the front was pretty well fixed at this point and even when there was a shift it wasn't enough that that we probably wouldn't have seen a mash move. It was still mobile, but it didn't have to be as much. So um, I really liked how that got incorporated, and I like to tie it back into last week and next week's episode. Um, but I was able to see that in, in the in the actual history and how they actually used that because mash doesn't always. <laughs> but. Um, uh, episode three, cementing relationships. relationships. It begins in OR, and um, one of the patients has a staph infection, and they realize the wood floor is causing the staph infection. So that's one of the um, plots. Is how do we go about getting a cement floor? The other mm -hmm. plot is um, Ignacio got a dear Giovanni letter <laughs> from my Angela, and. Um, as Margaret was consoling him and telling him what a wonderful man he was, of course he fell in love with Margaret. Doesn't so, everybody. Doesn't everybody. <laughs> How can you not fall in love with Margaret? <coughs> so that that's the two parts. One is the how do we get concrete floor, and the second one is how do you get rid of Ignacio. <laughs> Ignacio <laughs> de Simone. <laughs> I gotta, Margarita. I gotta, My love. 
Oh, poor Margaret. She gets herself in some nasty situations. She's just trying to be a compassionate mm -hmm. nurse, but... It just doesn't help for Margaret to be compassionate. No, just this time she was, she was too compassionate. It just, like... It's hard to imagine Margaret being too compassionate, but, but she was. She was this time. Um, yeah, it, it just... It, it's a memorable thing with Margaret where... Because... We've seen Margaret in similar situations with other patients where they're hitting on her and uh, there's the guy with a foot wound and he's hitting on her the one time. I think it's the episode called Post-Op and um, he's hitting on her and he says, you know, he should go out and do something. Oh, like what? Dancing? Dance. No, that's how I hurt my foot. <laughs> Look, the only um, conversation I'm having with you is medical. All right pull the curtain around and you can give me a complete <laughs> physical it, and she just and keeps she, yeah she can usually handle it quite well but this gentleman actually got loaded to go home and went AWOL and came back to her yeah well so, yeah he was going I to mean, the, he was going to the front and before the jeep even left he's like hold the jeep margarita mi amore I cannot leave you he's like uh <laughs> I have another boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he walks back from the front. Oh my god. Clingy much? Clingy much? <laughs> you know you're never going to get a woman that way because um you know Margarita, my love. Maybe some women want that, but I don't think Margaret is one of them. No. So, um, so that's that's a whole thing and it's it's interesting. Um, feel. <laughs> I I really like the Pardon me, the A plot a lot better though, where they're um, where they're getting the cement floor for the OR. Oh, I love how Klinger gets the cement because first they go to the <laughs> potter and he's like, "No, I've tried. I've tried many times. We can't yeah. get concrete. We can't yeah. have a permanent structure. Uh, M yeah. is for mobile. M yeah. is for mobile. You cannot have a concrete floor. Anything that you can't <laughs> pack up, fold, or otherwise move easily, the Corps of Engineers won't put in. And um, you know what, Hawkeye and BJ say, we'll tell you what, let us take care of it, we'll call them, it'll be on us this time, we know you've tried, we'll try. Go for it. And they call and they get the same the same response from the Corps of Engineers, no, we can't. But and then Klinger gets involved, and this is where <laughs> Klinger took on radar skills, oh my actually God. in a he... way elevated way. Oh, I, yeah, I think you he's know. a lot better at it. Klinger can get what he wants, where Radar would get what they needed. Yeah. Klinger gets what you want. Yeah, and how does he do it? Well, he just says that the general is coming and he needs a barbecue pit. Well, they'll do anything for a general. Yeah. The <sighs> thing is, we don't have the cement to put the mortar to hold the bricks for the barbecue. So they sent him a lot of cement, actually enough to do two floors, thank goodness. Which is handy, yeah, because they're cement mixing party party. Cement mix party party. Okay. You have, you have uh, the three captains in the unit. I forget the captain, that, um, okay, he's a captain at this point, but the oh, three, yeah. yeah, the yeah. three captains from the cast, you have BJ Hawkeye and Mulcahy working as well Mixing as... Mixing the cement. And loading it and pouring it and Klinger acting as the foreman because what did he do for two summers? 
cement mixing. Yeah. <laughs> he worked at his uncle's business. He's done it all. Yeah. So, so I... he gave Hawkeye the secret. Yeah. Secret. Tr- trust me, I know cement. It's not that hard. Ha ha ha. They mix it. They pour it wasn't the... that hard, actually. Well, no. <laughs> After well, at first they thought it wasn't so hard. They needed more help because, as Klinger told them halfway into it, we have to pour the whole thing. If you don't pour it as one piece, it will crack. Well, why didn't you tell us that? Any idiot knows that. <laughs> He's got us there, Beach. <laughs> so they get more help. They get Charles to help and they pour the whole thing. Cement mixer potter pot. And then Hawkeye says and we couldn't have done it without Klinger and his secret formula. One part cement, four parts sand, and six parts gravel. Uh you didn't say six parts gravel, did you? I said six parts gravel because you said six parts no, gravel. No, I never would say six parts gravel. Is this not your crayon? <laughs> I blame this on you. <laughs> to be fair, they were both were wrong. We've looked it up, and according to the source of all truth, the internet, internet. <laughs> it's one, one yeah, one part cement. Well, you looked it up. Two parts sand and three parts gravel. So they were both wrong because Klinger said it was one part cement, four parts sand, and three parts gravel. So. However, um, after they realize that they've poured, in BJ's words, oatmeal. <laughs> it would never dry. It would never dry. It wouldn't set right. Um, uh, Charles comes up with this dire prediction and says, I think you will all agree that while cement is infinitely better than a wood floor, again, I'm sorry, I can't do Charles's Boston <laughs> accent. The best I can do is a Kennedy one, and that's not right either. I think you will agree that a wood floor is better than nothing. So or let's oatmeal. So then the Oki Panoki swamp. So let's put the wood back in and have a good night's rest. And what does Hawkeye do? Well, uh, go ahead, put your wood floor back in. But then, when all of these patients die of a fascist staff infection you are responsible so go get your rest that you need to get and i will work on this concrete floor go ahead go ahead guilt works every time (laughs) yeah it's a mother's best tool god my (laughs) my grandma poland was so good at it just you know she she would do it passively too it's like Oh, I love seeing you, Chris. It sure would be nice if you came around more often. Oh. Oh. That's one of the the great things about being a grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, Hawkeye convinces them, and Margaret... You made the comment about Margaret. What was great about being a woman in this situation? Oh, because all she had to do was get the coffee. She didn't have to mix the cement or pour it or anything. The 50s were wonderful to women. In ways. <laughs> we, just got, we just got the coffee. Yeah. And she got paid yeah. just as much. So yeah. She got coffee, kept everyone up. They re-poured the floor. This time correctly. Yeah. It's the right color. It's the right texture, said Klinger. It's perfect. <laughs> so they're carving their initials into it with... Uh, popsicle sticks and that's when 
Desamore. Desamone shows back up in Margarita, my love. I had to come back and tell you I am nothing without you, Margarita, my love. But I have another love. Who is this man? I must tell him. Charles just happened to walk by, so she pointed to him. <laughs> which um, she had to tell Ignacio that, well, he doesn't know I love him. But then I will tell him for you, Margarita. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and then she came clean to him. And what are you saying? And in what language are you saying it? <laughs> which ends up... Uh, Charles kind of goes off on Dissimone a little bit. And then what does Charles do? Walks right through the concrete. <laughs> it wasn't dry yet. No. So BJ had the best line of the whole thing. Go ahead. <laughs> That's it, Charles. I'm throwing in the trowel. <laughs> and just tosses the cement trowel to him. I'm throwing in the trowel. <laughs> because Charles had been walking around OR because he, he was drawing up a caution wet cement sign. Klinger asked him, why do you get the easy job? And he said, because I can spell caution. Can you? C-A-W. Okay, that's why I get the job. K-A-W? <laughs> <laughs> but um, they get the floor finished. Uh, Margaret gets Desimone back to the front. And what's the, what's the uh, post-commercial scene? Oh, I love the post-commercial scene because mm -hmm. they're in OR and they're working and you see the bloody, like, sponges fall onto the ground and then an instrument, Hawkeye drops an instrument and he says, oh, don't you just love that sound? Mm -hmm. It's just the sound of solid floor. Yeah, and something... And we take things so for granted, you yeah. know, like... That was, to them, gold. Yeah, because they could actually clean it. Because, you know, at the beginning of the episode, um, Hawkeye called everyone over and said, we have to have a staff meeting about these staff infections. I in, mean, in between the wood, there was just gunk. gunk. And, they, and you can't change, change that when there's no. wood stuff gets in there. It's yeah, like, and, and they came to that conclusion after, you know, in, in post-op. They were doing everything they could. Like, this is the first time I've seen them. Hawkeye put on gloves to handle this guy's wounds. Kelly put on gloves. They were being as sterile as they could. I think one of the doctors probably even said, I was only thinking clean thoughts around them. And um, it just oh, rhymes up. They, there was, they were doing everything they could in post-op, and Charles said, well, if we eliminate post-op, we are inevitably left with up. up. And that's when they went in and looked between the floorboards. And yeah, sure enough. That's where it was, full of it. So now with a solid concrete floor, they can actually clean it. They can make it sterile and keep anything. Bleach and water. Yeah, you know, it should be good. Um, yeah, I think my, my favorite part of this episode is just how, yeah, Klinger operates yes i think so too because yeah like you said he's radar, radar up a level yeah radar was great but clinger clinger is a scrounger from toledo uh -huh. he's a scrounger by birth yeah uh -huh. and he does a great job i think honestly if radar hadn't been there first if they had recruited clinger 
Ford almost have, might have been better off. Because hmm. we see this. This isn't the only time where we see Klinger just... just he, he took the job and made it his own. Yeah. Like they told him to. Oh, and he does a great job at it. I love it. Any other comments on this? None on that one. Okay, so yeah. Um, the, the only thing that we really see in here uh, that's... I mean, other than other things we didn't catch, um, apparently the the formula for concrete is a little bit off. <laughs> uh, you know, Klinger says one part cement, four parts sand, three parts gravel, and apparently, at least according to a quick Google search, it is one part cement, two parts sand, three parts gravel, you know, using your favorite unit of measure, whether that's a gallon, a shovel, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, like we said at the outset, a good, a memorable episode. Memorable. I always think of the concrete. Yeah, me too. But not one of my favorites. No, I agree. Guest stars recurring cast, we had Joel Brooks as Corman Ignacio de Simone. And Laura looked him up just to see where else he's been. Apparently, uh, Joel Brooks has been on, like, The Big Bang Theory, Spring of the Teenage Witch, a lot of things, but, like one-off roles right we also had alan troy as uh the patient cochran who had the staff infection in post-op mel harris as a driver and uncredited appearances by kelly nakahara and jennifer davis the production code was z401 so this was the oh, first first one I first think. one filmed third one shown writers were david pollock and elias davis director Alan Alda. Original air date, December 1st, 1980. This wasn't dark enough for an Alan Alda directing. <laughs> no, I agree. Oh, wait. He didn't write it. He directed he didn't it. There's write. a difference. I agree. No, okay. I... Okay. Like, If yeah. he wrote it, there would be a little more blood and maybe a little more love. Well, and, and a little more... Amore. A little more Hawkeye-centric. Yes. Which I get. I get. If you're a person writing a script you for a show... You write for yourself. You are, because why not? Exactly. But he directed it, so it's a little different. All right, uh, next up. Uh, episode four, Father's Day. Uh, despite what you might think at first, it did not focus around Father Mulcahy. <laughs> that was my first thought until I saw the scene, uh, the, the DVD screen. And it was Hawkeye and BJ in the shower with a side of beef. <laughs> You should know, if, if you're a big MASH geek like we are, you know what episode this is now. Um, but the the A plot, I'm not sure what the A plot or the B plot is. I think they're equal plot plots. Yeah. Like, yeah. Plot part the first <laughs> is um, Hawkeye and B, or Hawkeye helps out this uh, sergeant, I want to say. Sergeant Mor Morgov. Um, he's in, in food requisition yeah and he says i'll help you guys out because um apparently general i have it down here general something general beswick heard that they had fresh strawberries and he wanted some so hargrove was sent up to the front with strawberries and his jeep overturned and that's how he ended up at the 477 and he has steak how would you like some steak but 
they didn't take much stock in it because no. they've heard that I've, so many times. Yeah. Oh, I promise to get you this. Thanks for helping me. I promise to get you this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're still explaining them. No, that. that's fine. Yeah. So, you know, Hawkeye says, whatever. <coughs> they end up getting a side of beef, and we see how that goes. Uh, plot part the second, Margaret's dad arranges to come to the four double sevenths since his divorce. He has become a civilian contractor to keep himself busy, and he arranged to come to the 477th for a few days and see his daughter. However, um, things come up, and Margaret blames herself for... She tries so hard, and I know the feeling. And your dad's coming, and you yeah. you just want your dad to be proud of you. Yeah. So you do everything. Mm-hmm. But you know when you're working hard at something... Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Laura Laura observed, it's like, he's such a jerk. And he is. You realize why later. But it's because of something personal going on with uh, Howitzer Al, Alvin Houlihan. And Margaret takes it on as her own failing, which is really unfortunate. And we see how that turns out. So those are the two plots. Uh, let, let's talk about them, because there's, I think there's a fair amount going on here. Oh, yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the sergeant actually comes through and does get them a whole side of beef. Well, he sent them educational materials. Yeah, a crate that's <laughs> about the size of a cot, you know, an army cot. If you saw the Christmas story, it looked like the same crate the leg came in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree, yeah. Like a big bathtub. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. yeah, that's a good size, like a bathtub size, like, you know, three, three and a half feet high and wide, and then like six feet long, oh my goodness. I mean, goodness. you had to take a crowbar to open it. Yep, and it was packed in dry ice, and frozen solid, because, uh... So you know, they were going to take their time and thought and delay the party. They didn't tell anyone about it yeah. because they wanted it to be a surprise. Yeah, but then... Yeah, they didn't want the word to get out because it's the general's meat. Yeah, you know, he... Hart, uh, Mor- I'm sorry. Morgrove uh, redirected it from General Beswick. And so, you know, there's this frozen side of beef that they have to get rid of. So they have to eat it anyway. But yeah, it's frozen solid, so it's going to take a while. And then Klinger gets word that he found out, and he's mad, and he's sending MPs to investigate, so then they have to move fast. But they have to do it in secret, because Howitzer Al is there. Speaking of, from the moment he arrives... What a um, crab. Well, yeah, Margaret lines up her nurses in rank and asks him to inspect them. And he does... And says, well, They look fine to me. Yeah, and then they leave, and he says, I guess there's only so much you can do in this circumstance. Like, really? <laughs> what the crap, dude? This is your daughter. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and as we go on, he doesn't really get that much... <coughs> he doesn't really get that much better about it. Um, he's in... He, he comes to observe in OR, which... Remember, he's been around since World War One. He was in the cavalry, like Potter. Um, but he hasn't seen it for a while. He hasn't. And he's in a water, and they're operating. And, um, you know, Margaret is trying her best to just have everything perfect for him. I get that. She wants his approval. 
she looked up, saw her father in the door window, turned around and ran into a tray full of um, instruments, and they all fell onto the floor. And then he turns and, and then, leaves. Yeah, she looked up again and he was gone. So, of course, she assumed... It was her. <coughs> it, that it was her fault, you know, that he left because of her clumsiness. Um, and she even addresses it. And she says, Dad, I, I want to talk to you about what happened in OR. And, and he was like, No. No, I don't want to talk about it. Which, again, at the end of the episode, we understand why. But at the time, it's like, Dad, I, I'm not really not that clumsy in OR. I just, I'm sorry. He actually didn't even see her be clumsy. So. And, and yeah, he said, Oh, well. I'm sure you won't let it happen again. So he was perfectly fine letting her believe that it was her fault that he had to leave Hawaii. It wasn't. Um, next, after she leaves his tent, he's there with the paper and a cigar, and it's like, well, apparently he wanted some company or some scotch or both or whatever. I don't know. He goes to the Oak Club. Colonel Potter arrives, and there's maybe a fifth of a bottle, a full bottle of scotch. I'm guessing it's scotch. It was brown. It could have been whiskey. Left. Potter joins him, and they start commiserating, talking about the old times, about uh, World War One, and that was when men were men, and blah, 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 old soldier, <laughs> start of the 20th century. That, that's all I can really think of. Because then BJ and Hawkeye come in, and they and uh, Hawkeye says, you "Yeah, they even say right at the beginning before they go off, let's yeah. mend this, let's for Margaret, for Margaret, let's be be gentlemen." Yeah, and they go over and they sit and they're talking to Al and trying to be nice, but he's already in the bag. And uh, how dare you make a mockery of the uniform? You're a disgrace to the flag. <laughs> well, look. I mean, war hasn't actually been declared yet, so... And, you know, they have this flippant attitude because that's who they are. And, right. Um, and they weren't as flippant as they could have been. No. No, I thought were, they handled themselves well. Yeah. They were trying to be civil. Towers Sir Alan, it just... He was, like you said, half in the bag, and he was... And like thought that they were so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Like Potter says later, he was spoiling for a fight. Yeah. And, um, you know, he table flips. That's that's the best term I can come to it, is he yeah. just, he gets fed he up with them. Out. Yeah, he table flips, walks over the spilled alcohol and everything, and goes out. And then, the next day... Poor Margaret blames those two, and comes in and just yells at them. They're trying to explain, hey, Margaret... No, it wasn't us. We were trying to be kind. Mm -hmm. And she didn't believe him. And she ran into um, Colonel Potter, who kind of told that's what happened. Mm -hmm. um, but she just broke down and crying and saying, I've been a disappointment to him my whole life. And your yeah. heart kind of breaks for her. Because it really does. you almost feel that she thinks, she honestly believes she's been a disappointment to him her whole life. You can almost see no. every time he comes, mm -hmm. this she goes back into her little girl yeah. role. No, I get that. And I, 
I can understand that from a personal perspective. It's like, you, you just want to hear, I'm proud of you. You just want to hear that you've done well from your parents and, you know, from your dad. When you don't get that, when all you get is that you that, that it seems like you haven't lived up to the standard it's disappointing it hurts and that's what she's going through and um of course she blames herself he's not telling her anything else he's letting her believe that because why why is he letting her believe that better than letting her find out that he was weak yeah because potter then goes to talk to how was her al and um you now he says to al what was it? Why did you leave? Because of Margaret? Was it the blood? Taze man. Alvin, you've seen worse in the field. And it, it just... You could tell that was it. You could tell that it was because of the setting, of the fact that it was a hospital, and Howitzer Al wasn't ready for it. But he wasn't willing to let his daughter see him as weak. And so he would rather her feel the blame. Her feel inferior than him feel inferior. Yeah. And Potter says, I am here talking to you because I care about her. And it's not fair for you to blame it on her. or Because to let... he was packing up to leave a day early. Yeah. Now can you imagine your father coming that far to see you? And leaving a day early mm -hmm. because you believe that you were such, yeah. you know, a, a, disappointment. a disappointment to him. Yeah. So he does take off in his truck to leave. But he, but he stopped. Yeah. Yay, thank goodness. And Margaret runs up to him. And I love how this scene was actually <coughs> framed because Al, how it's her Al stops. Sorry. And Margaret, he doesn't face the camera. Which is almost kind of a confessional thing to me. Because we don't That's see cool. his face. We only see Margaret's. We only see Loretta Switz. We don't see Alvin's again. And he says to her, and we still get to hear it, you know, I'm really proud of you, Margaret. I'm proud of what you've done and who you are. And you can just see her face light yeah, up. Yeah, I have that in front, you know, she, yeah. her face just lit. Mm -hmm. She needed to hear that so badly. Yeah, and then, you know, he says, Margaret, I I could arrange to be in Tokyo in a few weeks, eh? Could could you meet me there? Uh, I will, no matter what it takes. I love you, Margaret. And But the thing is, he still didn't tell her it was his weakness, not hers. So no. In the back of her head, she still believes it's her. So, but I, at least he told her she, he was proud, and she left with that. Yeah, and I was glad he at least did that. It was right. something. It wasn't it's better than just driving off. Like I thought, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, moving, absolutely. Um, and the post-commercial scene. What are they? <laughs> because keep in mind, after Margaret chews out the captains, Klinger is meanwhile uh, getting the side of beef to the showers, and um, Winchester and. Klinger are standing in line so that no one else can go in and they're defrosting the beef. Yeah. And so you see everyone, the MPs are everywhere, but you mm. see everyone eating the beef and the MP comes in and says, 
Hey, this is the General's beef. He wants it back. Sergeant, we, we've been waiting for you. We, we, we have a plate for you. Mushrooms, more mushrooms. mushrooms. Here you go. <laughs> this is stolen beef. And the Colonel Potter. Now, Sergeant, before you make accusations, you should taste this. You know. This is the beef. But after you digest it, you can officially tell the general that he has no beef here. <laughs> it, honestly, that is one of my most line. memorable lines of the show. Is just because of the double entendre there. It, it's great. He has no beef here. Yeah. <laughs> and you can honestly say that. Yeah, that and uh, the other time an MP comes to mash into the mess tent. Uh, the when when Hawkeye is sick of the color green and he just wants oh, some red, yeah. you know, not blood red, like no like festive red. And he, you know, he goes to Pamunjan and to the peace talks, and then he comes back and uh, everybody dyed their hair red and all their and clothes that's red. That's where BJ got his red suspenders at that time. Now he wears them everywhere. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> the the captain, I think he was a captain. Uh, from the military police shows up and he takes off his helmet and he has he red, red hair. It's so like, no matter what happens, if people show up at MASH, in the words of Frank Burns, they're instantly corrupted uh, and I love it. Uh, that's why we're so corrupted. Yeah, it is. Because we, we love MASH. We love MASH. Uh, any other comments? No, we pretty much touch on everything. Two pretty okay. simple, you know, two plot episodes. Yeah. Um, but good to watch yeah i'm just gonna pull something up here quick on the facebooks uh guest stars recurring cast in this episode andrew duggan as colonel Halitzer, uh colonel alvin howitzer Hulahan. we had jeffrey kramer as sergeant Morgrove, and art lefleur as the mp mm -hmm. uh the production code was z405 the writer was Karen Hale, and director, Alan Alda. Alan Alda. Mm -hmm. Original air date, December 8th, 1980. Uh, what I wanted to pull up here on Facebook, and for, yeah, for some reason, it's just going so slow. Um, well, hopefully this comes up sooner than later. We'll keep going because at this point in the podcast, I normally give my little spiel about oh, if, yeah, there you go. if you enjoy this podcast uh, and you want to catch up on all our previous episodes, you can do that two ways. One, you can head out to your favorite podcast application, such as iTunes or uh, Podcast Republic or whatever you use, and subscribe to Whiskey and Mash. If you're not sure how to spell that, or if you want to connect with us, you can head over to our website, narclaninc.com slash whiskeyandmash. Over there, on that page, you will find MP3s of all of our back episodes. That means you can either download them to your favorite device or stream them right from our website. So you can also catch up on our past episodes that way. Also over there on our website, you can find uh, our contact info. Specifically, there are two links one uh, that will head you over to our Facebook page. The other 
that will open up your uh, email client and open an email to us. You can email us directly at the website. If that isn't working, please go over to Facebook and e uh, uh, message us, not email. Message us. We would appreciate that because we know that uh, our messaging works on Facebook. Goodness, I have Chrome open, I have Firefox open, and neither one is loading up our Facebook page. And I wanted to bring that up because um, Brandon, Brandon Young? <laughs> Neither of us I'm have our sorry. phones, and I can't. My phone's in the other room. Yeah. But thank you for responding and letting yeah, us know we, how you feel. Please continue to do so. As I've said every week, please let us know that you're out there. And one of our listeners did. One of our listeners wrote us in and uh, explained <coughs> how he has, um, like, all the episodes of MASH on VHS, on DVD, as they came out like I do. And then he also went out and purchased the, the full collection which is great. That's still available on Amazon. There are two different versions, the MASH Medicine and Martinis collection, and then they also have another uh, kind of thinner collection out there. Uh, thank you for writing in to us. Anybody else out there, please. We would love to hear from you, love to know that you're out there, because while we do do this just for the love of it, you know, we love to watch MASH. We love to know, um, or we, we love to just talk about it, even when we're sick. Great um, yeah. yeah, we would love to know your thoughts on anything we do. So please go out there on Facebook, follow us, message us, let us know what you think. And if you really enjoy what we do and you feel like it, like we've earned your support, the best way for you to do that is to share this podcast with a friend, a family member, a coworker, someone you know who, um, is looking for something to listen to or might not be looking for something to listen to but you think that they could <laughs> could enjoy what we put out there on the airwaves we are in season nine we're going to go through all the seasons um and then do the the aftermath series and then um we'll see then from there yeah we're going to see what we want to do because um we both like fraser uh there's mary tyler moore rhoda did i say that right Mm -hmm. I just want to say Rhonda for some reason. Rhoda. They called her Rhonda the other day. That's funny. There you go. Um, but you know we're going to keep doing this because we like we like the process. We like doing this. And let us know what you think of us. Yeah, if you have a show that you really think ties in well with Mash, that maybe we should consider for uh, when we're done with Mash and after Mash and after Mash. Well, after <laughs> after Mash, we should do. Um, let us know. Email us. Message us on Facebook. Let us know. Uh, in the meantime, hope that you aren't sick like we are. I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. And uh, have a great week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, quick reminder before I play the outro. Uh, next week, the week after uh, Easter for Western Christianity, we will be back to the final episode of MASH, the RPG. So that'll be another longer uh, podcast episode. Skip it if you'd like. Listen to it if you think it's worthwhile. Uh, I'm going to do a quick debrief with everybody after that because I know Laura learned something about uh, the character Hawkeye from her experience. So I think that would be worth talking about during the podcast. But thank you for tuning in week after week. You have a great week. Happy great Easter. Week. See you later. Ciao. This is where the outro goes. I almost stopped the podcast.
This is where last week I started saying dumb stuff. <laughs> She's doing a great job with body training. Yes, you started it. Good job. Thank you. Bye, everyone.